This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie, bringing you today's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. We are still in flashback mode, as we will be for the next several weeks. And it is time to cover Game 2 of what I think is the most highly anticipated Tournament of Champions that ever happened. People were so excited over this when it originally aired, and everyone was going nutso, and it was just crazy. And considering the amount of super champions we had last season, it deserved to be crazy. Well, I can't say last season because last season was not the season I'm thinking of here. The season before, I should say. But you guys know what I mean. Tournament of Champions itself happened last season, so that's where the jumble jumble in my brain is going. But anyway, today's contestants were Christine Welchels, Jonathan Fisher, and Andrew He. Two of those three, I love. One of them, I could smack. But to give, every, to give you guys details of everybody, um, Christine was a four-day champion, I think, last spring... I want to say it was sometime last spring. And she eventually ended up being defeated by uh, Margaret Shelton, who we will meet at some later point in the tournament. I don't remember the contestant schedule, so I can't tell you when. But Christine, Christine has an interesting story that really, I think, kind of melted a lot of hearts. And there goes my other phone telling me Jeopardy just posted a video. Thank you, Jeopardy. But I didn't need to know that. I'm kind of recording. But no, Christine's story is she's a cancer survivor. And for a lot of her win, a lot of her winning time, she ended up she was wearing a wig on the show. And then one one game, she's there without it. And I think that struck a lot of people. And she said, you know, after, after all of the winnings and such, people, people just needed to see this. And I really admire that because I do believe it takes a lot of courage to do something like that. Because in, in a situation like that where, you know, those treatments have caused you to lose all your hair and all that kind of thing. There are a lot of people out there, I'm not making a generalization here, I'm just saying there are a lot of people out there who would hide in a corner and not even think of doing something like that. So the fact that she possessed the, you know, the strength and the confidence to do it is something that I really admire because a lot of people don't. 
Jonathan Fisher. Everyone gets a profile. You guys remember that. Jonathan Fisher was on Jeopardy in October of the year before last. And he was actually the person to defeat 38-day champion Matt Amodio, who we will meet in the semifinals. What was impressive about that is most of the people, I say most, most of the people who end up defeating a super champion come back the next day and they usually don't do so well. Not Jonathan, though. Jonathan ended up winning a grand total of 11 games. Which really shows what kind of a player he is at the game. Because, like I said, most people that have a good enough game to take out one of the Ultra Champions, the the next day or the next game, they do tend to falter a little bit. And most of the time, it hurts them. So the fact that Jonathan was able to pull off such an impressive streak right on the heels of Matt's was awesome. I I always liked Jonathan. Of course, I was sad to see Matt lose to the Monday curse. Also, we talked about that. But what what really bothered me is the way that people on the internet were treating Jonathan just for beating someone. Just they were being awful. They're like, "Why did you do that?" Blah, 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 blah. Like it's a game, people. The same person can't win every single time forever. But people were being awful about it and somebody finally had the nerve to call them out. They said, you know, for the rule about being excellent to contestants, y'all are sure not being excellent toward Jonathan. And I'm like, yeah, for real. Like, Jonathan didn't even hurt them. They were just mad because he beat Matt. I mean, yeah, like I said, it was sad because Matt was an awesome player, but so was Jonathan. So we lost one awesome player and got another one. But that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the highlights as regards Jonathan. You'll notice I'm not giving stats and things like that. And that's because I don't keep up with those stats hurt my head most of the time. Let, let the Reddit people handle the stats. I'll handle, I'll handle the interesting stuff. And last but least. Sorry, I have to. We have Andrew He. Now, I'm not trying to be a jerk here at all. I'm not. But good lord, that guy drove me nuts. Um, he was actually the one who lost what would have been his sixth victory to Amy Schneider, and we know how that went. We will be meeting her later in the tournament, during the semifinals and such. And honestly, the guy got on my noves from day one. Like, I liked, I liked the guy that he beat. I don't remember the guy's name right off the top of my head. He didn't qualify for the Tournament of Champions, sadly, but I do remember him as a good player. I remember that much. But yeah, from from the first day Andrew was there, I'm like, really, dude? Really? 
See, this is just the impression that I get from what limited exposure I have. Obviously, I can't talk to these people. I wish I could, some of them, but I just... I don't have a way to get in touch with them, and even if I did, they would be like, Who are you? Get away. I'm sure. Well, not all of them. Some of them wouldn't be disgusted, but... You, you get what I mean. But yeah, my, my thing that kind of drives me nuts with Andrew is the guy seems to know that he's smart. He knows he's smart and he wants everyone else to know it too. Which is my, one of the only couple of problems I have with James Holzhauer too. Those two, just the attitudes that they have. But of course, James is not in this tournament, so let's leave him out of it. But yeah, just that, I know I'm smart and I want you to know it too kind of attitude. It just makes me want to punch the guy in the nose. So, yeah, it's just like, excuse me. Sometimes I want to lock him and my Bialik in a room together and just let them get on each other's nerves. I know that's not nice. I apologize. But, yeah, you, you, get, you get me. At any rate, let's get on to today's game in and of itself. There was a bunch of lead changing going on throughout most of the game. Sadly, Christine had trouble staying in the positive. She ended up hitting the first uh, daily double, wagering a thousand bucks, and ended up missing it. But just overall throughout the game, she she struggled with staying in the positive. But that that doesn't really discount her as her skill as a player, honestly. It was just, she was up against she was up against a couple of lightning bolts. And I say that with some mild pain. Considering I don't particularly care for one of those lightning bolts as a player. But yeah, I, I gotta say it because there's no way around it. But it was it was usually a, a game of flip-flop between Jonathan and Andrew as to who had the lead. Andrew ended up splitting the daily doubles in Double Jeopardy, which, for those of you who don't know, means that he got one of them correct and one of them wrong. I'm, I'm starting to talk like the Jeopardy nut I am, and so I'm having to go back and explain some terms. For the more casual viewer who maybe doesn't know all the words that are kind of colloquially used among super nuts like me. <laughs> but yeah, the thanks, especially to that daily double, the that second daily double, the lead kind of went boing a boing a boing quite a bit. And when we got to final Jeopardy, nobody got it right. So wagering strategy played a huge role here. Sadly, Jonathan made slightly too big of a wager, about $3 too much. Because he ended up losing the game to Andrew by 2 bucks, Which made me sad when I saw it and made me sad all over again today. Because like I said, that guy drives me insane. 
I don't like the people who know they're super smart and think everyone else should know it too. I just do not like that kind of person. If anybody wants to change my mind, or if you don't get that impression, that's fine. I mean, don't harp at me and try to force me to change my opinion. But if you don't get that impression, that's fine. I do. You don't have to. Just don't make... Just don't treat me like I'm some kind of horrible human being because I do. But yeah, that was essentially today's game. So we know who two of our semifinalists are going to be. Actually, technically, we know who five of our semifinalists are going to be. Because as I said yesterday, the top three got an automatic pass to the semifinals. So we will see them probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, where was I? Uh, sorry, I totally just blanked out. Hold up. Oh, never mind. I blanked out because I'm pretty much done for the day. There's not really much to say about that game aside from what I've already said. It was it was a very tight game. Could have gone either way, and well. We saw a prime example of why you got to be careful with your wagers there right at the end. So with that, I am going to sign off for the day. I warned you guys last couple of weeks that once we got to the Tournament of Champions that things were going to start getting long, and I wasn't kidding. I don't think. I told you our minimum length would be 10 minutes once this tournament hit. And we're at 13 and a half right now. But I'm going I'm going to sign off. As a reminder, don't forget to keep coming back because we will be covering the rest of this tournament in detail, or as much detail as I can give, depending on how much I remember about the players, which most of them I should remember fairly well. There were just a couple that, you know, life was going nutso, and I didn't exactly keep up with them as well as I should have. But I hope you I hope you've enjoyed tuning into this. If you have any comments, questions, anything like that, please be sure to send them in. I'm more than happy to have them and if you send me a voice message, I'll put you I'll put you into the episode. That way everybody else knows what you have to say too. So with that, as Alex would say, so long everybody. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! Podcast, an Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! Podcast, an Evil Chocolate Cookie production.